0: awesome. How are you all doing this morning? It's good to see a full church here. It's it's been a long year, so this is good to see. It's good to see. It's good to know that that you guys know where to find your strength here in church with the family of God. Um, Before I start, let's just quickly pray. We thank you lord again for this awesome day we thank you uh, god for this opportunity again lord to come and just t- to worship you lord to honor your name to praise your holy name lord god we, th- we, th- we, th- we thank you lord that you are a good god we, th- we thank you lord that you're a god uh, um, that wants a family and that's what we're going to speak about today lord god is about your kingdom your Family, And we, th- we thank you, Lord, that we can be a, p- a part of that uh, family of yours. And I pray, Lord, that you will open up our hearts now and our, sp- our sp- sp- spiritual ears and our eyes so that we can, can hear what you have to, to say to us, that you- what you want to-, to, sp- to speak to us today. And I, p- I, p- I pray, Lord, that we will make this our own today and that we will apply what we learn in your word. We thank you for your love, Jesus. Amen. Amen. (coughs) Okay, so today I'm going to talk about intentional church, the family. Intentional church, family. So when we like we we hear this a lot, like the words church, family, but uh, what does it mean? We hear it, but but uh, but do we know exactly? what it means and actually as well what does it mean to be an intentional church for family so what does all those things mean before i begin let's just see what the word church uh, f- family means in scripture you know the, the, the bible talks about the ecclesia the ecclesia the ecclesia so what does that mean? It means it's an assembly of p- a people, a local assembly of believers. So that's you and me here. We come here and we are all believers, so we are the ecclesia, the church. And that's what we're going to sp- sp- speak about today, about the church and the, f- the family. Um, let's start by reading Hebrews 10. Verse 24 to 25. And, um, and in this, you'll see why God sees the family as important. It's not just one more thing or one more this, one more that. It's actually something that, that He wants us to focus on. Verse 24. And, l- and let us consider one another... <laughs> Um, In order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. But exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So again verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the, the manner of some, so Lord says, hey, don't neglect this. There's a good reason He wants us to come as a family together. It's not just, it's not just f- 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 for fun. It's for a reason, and and it's for exhorting one another. So we're not supposed to do life alone. We're not supposed to do, sit home alone and try to, to look after ourselves. We need to be in a community of believers. Um, let's go to Matthew 16, verse 18. And let's, let's read a little bit more about why God sees this as important. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, my ecclesia. and the gates of of Hades shall not prevail against it. I'm going to read it again. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, he's talking now about himself, Jesus, I will build my church. My church is my ecclesia, so that's you guys over here. It's not a building. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I love this, because from this we actually have a message of hope. And it says, and we can put on the next one, is that verse says that Jesus is personally going to build into his church. Who's the church? You. So he will personally build into you. He's not going to build a building. He's building you as individuals. And the other good thing is, what we see from that is, the devil is a loser. Yay. He's a sucker. He already lost. Yay. But the thing is, the enemy comes and he tries to, to take that Away from us, he wants us to, to to see that no, we are not the church, we are not the ecclesia. He's he's he doesn't want us to believe that, and we'll see soon why not. But each time when Jesus mentioned the church, he w- he wasn't talking about a building, a temple, or a synagogue or whatever. He was talking about people. He was talking about you and me. Why is this exciting for us? It's again. It's because Jesus is building into us, and the enemy will never ever prevail against us, never ever. So we need to be part of the the family. Now, if you if you think about the ecclesia, the the church, it's it's like an assembly because we are. Together, it's like it's assembly, and uh, a, a assembly is like a, a board meeting, not a B O R E D, not a board meeting, a <laughs> board meeting. It's probably the same thing, anyway. So, um, yep, say amen there. Um, so, with each c- 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 um, a meeting, there's a, a, a you need a quorum, uh, and that means you need a minimum amount of people to be there to to make the proceedings legit and happen and sign things off and stuff. So with the Ecclesia, you also need a a quorum. The good thing is it's not a, a big one. You only need two people, at least. So if we read Matthew 18, verse 18 to 20, it says the following. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. Verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Here's the quorum. For where two or three are Gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. How cool is that? So when two or three people come together, to, to three incredible things happen. I'm going to that's also on the one of the slides. Next slide. Three incredible things happen. Number one is Jesus comes and he dwells in their midst so when two or three of them t- t- together it, jesus comes and he's there so who of you guys here believe jesus is here now yeah <laughs> thank you jesus for being here now <laughs> the second thing is the, the, the prayers that they pray, which are led by God, are answered, and how cool is it, this is, well, it's not answered by man, it's answered by Father in heaven himself. Listen to that verse. And because of that, now you have the, the, the power, the same as Jesus, to bind things, the same that's Abound in heaven and to loosen things the same that's loosened in heaven. Make sense? So there's actually much more to that verse that we, that we see. There's, there's a lot more in it. That's fun of being part of his, his family. And again, the devil, uh, uh, um, he does not want us to, to, to believe that. He doesn't want us to know that Jesus is in our midst, that our prayers get answered and that we can also bind things and lose things. But what does he say? Um, He says that we go to church, not that we are the church. He says that the church is a building, not that we are the church. Make sense? And what is that? When we believe that, what's, what's the result? When we believe the, the enemy that we go to church on a Sunday, it means we don't want to go to church on a Sunday because it's just a building. There's no Jesus. There's no answered prayers. There's no uh, nothing. So it's easier then to skip Church, because all the exciting, good stuff is is out the window because we believe what the enemy says and not the, what the word says about the church, and everyone here today, like I said as well, yeah, um, you are the ecclesia, you are the church, each and everyone here today i 've mentioned something there that says that. When he's in our midst as well, um, and we, we pray that we, when we pray our prayers get answered. It's like you're looking at me like, um, nope. I pray and nothing happens. I pray, or five percent of it gets answered, or I pray, and when you're a good Christian, fifteen percent gets answered. It's like. Shh. What is this? Why is it not happening? Why is it not happening? The answer is, and let's just quickly read again verse Matthew 18, verse 18 and 19. Assuredly, I, I say to you that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. Verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, was it something? I don't sure. My Bible says anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So anything will be done by the Father in heaven. So why do we not see our prayers? get answered. It's because we we are there for lunch and we like, here good food, good food, but hey, there's the pudding. And we run, we get the pudding. We don't want to eat the lunch. We want to go first for the pudding. Well, I I used to do that because I like pudding. (laughs) I hope I'm not the only one. (laughs) Because that'll be awkward. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so we rush to the a dessert, not wanting to eat the food. So when we are in a meeting, we pray, "Jesus, come!" And then He's here, and we we talk to Him like He's the he's the UPS delivery guy. Thanks for being here. We just need to just keep on having a prayer, meeting here. Just, but thanks for being here, Jesus. And we pray, "Oh, Jesus, thanks for being here." And we go on and we do our thing, but we don't allow Him. To move and to change the atmosphere, and to allow Him to to fill our hearts and our minds, and if we don't do that, how can we how can we get a a, 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 a praise answered? The thing is, when we sit here now on a Sunday, the twenty what is it, twenty second, and the Queen of England, who walks in there now, will all like. set up straight prim and proper and just yes madam and we'll we'll change our speaking we will change our uh, behavior because it's the queen of england but what about jesus he's far bigger than the queen or anyone else what will happen when he walks in the room what should we do when he walks in the room So when he walks in the room, we should worship him because he's the king of kings, he's the lord of lords. We should put him on a th- throne, we should exalt him, we should elevate his name because he is Jesus. He's above all else. He should be the one that changes our behavior, our language. When he walks in the room, we should say, Lord, this is your meeting. Not our meeting. This is your meeting. What can we do for you? Not sit here and, Lord, what can you do for me? I had a rough week. What can you do for me? I had a play with my wife just before church. What can you do for me? It's not about us. It's about him we should begin to, to honor him more, to focus him more, and involve him more in our meetings when we are here as a, a church family and also at home. And only then will he start to, sp- to speak with us when we let him talk. And when we hear him speak, we will know what to pray. And when we know what to pray, guess what? Our prayers will get answered. So, if we don't get our prayers answered, do we allow the Lord to speak in our lives? Okay. Let's, let's make it a little bit more simpler. So, when we gather in his name, which means we come under his authority, okay? Um, he's then our Lord and we are his servants. Where does he come from? He comes from there. Right hand of God. Okay. So he's, he's got authority. So he comes from there and he comes in our midst. While he was up there, what does scripture says? he does? I hope my English is right there. Say, so, what does scripture say he did up there? He's interceding for us. He's interceding for his church, for his ecclesia, which means, is it for the building? He's praying that the building don't fall down. Nah. He's praying for us as individuals here. He's interceding for us, for our hearts, for our lives. And he's also waiting um, for all things to be put under his feet. For all things to be put under His feet. So, what He bound and loosened in heaven, we can also bind and loosen on earth, because we know what to bind and to loosen. Romans, um, Romans sixteen, verse twenty says the the following: "And the God of peace will crush." satan under your feet shortly and the god of peace will crush satan under your feet shortly you can leave that there for a while so i looked it up in the greek because i wanted to be academic um and i looked up the word your your Y O U R, and again, it means the church, the ecclesia. It's individuals. It's not a building. So, when we say that he's waiting for all things to be put under his his feet, he, um, it will be done through us as a church. Like Satan will be crushed under the feet of you, the ecclesia. Amen light bulbs yes makes sense so far mm-hmm. but again that can only happen when we are part of that church community you need to be a child of god that's how you are part of that ecclesia that uh, uh, community and that's why it says um, I'm just going to quickly go back to Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, way back in the be- 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 beginning, that says, Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Because when you forsake that, God can't work in you and th- through you. You will not be part of the f- f- the, f- the family that will... Crush the enemy makes sense, and here's the hard thing the hard part h a r d and the h e r t hard and hard uh, I love English <laughs> I confuse myself regularly but um the a uh, question I want to ask is why do we sometimes have a very laid-back attitude towards church. We don't have that with our jobs, our hobbies, our sports, like we just go, 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 we build our careers and everything, which is a good thing, but when it steals from church, from ecclesia, from letting Jesus build into you, that's, that's not healthy, guys. It's like we we need to to be aware of of what we commit to in our lives. Are we more committed to building temporary things because it makes us feel good and safe now here, or are we more committed to build the eternal? Because that's in the end eternal, the one that will last. So um. Practically, um, how does it look practically to be the church? How does it look practically to be the church? Let's, um, uh, yeah, I don't have all the answers, but let's see what says the word, um, what says uh, Jesus um, in Revelation 3 verse Twenty, and I'm going to read for you guys from the New King James but also from the Amplified it says behold I stand at the door and knock uh-huh. if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come into like not into him In two two words, there's a difference. I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Can I go to the the Amplified? This was revelation. It was good. Um, So the Amplified says it really straight. Behold, I stand at the door. Of the church and continually knock. Like why would he knock and no one lets him in? Crazy, huh? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me. So you can leave that up there for a little while. So I've struggle a little bit with that because from my understanding, I always understood that when it says that the Lord comes and knocks at the door, he was talking about my heart. Because we're all spiritual and everything, so it must be your heart. But again, when you look at the original uh, 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 the, um, language, it's actually not the heart. He's actually Knocking on the physical door of the church. It is the building where Christians come in, but they didn't necessarily let him in as well. So the Lord wants us to open that door so that he can be a part of church, part of this ecclesia, and that he can begin to Restores from the inside out, the church from the inside out. How awesome is that? So he's knocking on the physical church buildings where Christians went in, but they did not invite him in as well. So now, um, just quickly c- c- back again to my question is what does it practically mean to be the ecclesia? How does it look? How does it look? And I'm going to say a few practical things here. Um, We can just leave that on. That we should open the physical doors to our homes, our works, our school, wherever we are, and let him in. And let him in. We should welcome him into wherever we are, so that his presence can can fill that atmosphere, can fill that area. And then, when he's there in that space, we can because then he's everywhere. We can live in him. We can breathe him. We can experience him. Because now we exist in him. And remember, um, remember the church is not a building. It's people. And you are to be the the, the manifestation of ecclesia in your everyday life. So another practical prophetic action that you can can do is at home. It's just a... tip, a practical tip. It's not a must. It's not a law, but it's a a prophetic step. You can at home, you can go and you can open your door and you can say, Jesus, come in and you can welcome him in your house and you can let him fill your atmosphere in your house because what will happen then? It says in Revelation that that, um, he will come in and um, restore you and and he will eat with you. But when you let him in in your house, every day you can have with him breakfast, lunch and dinner. He can be there all the time. He can all the time change the atmosphere in your house, in your workplace or everywhere you are. And when he's there, you know what the cool thing The thing is that he will change the atmosphere in your house because you allow him to, you allow him in your house. He will lift that if your home or your work place is heavy, he will lift that atmosphere. If your home or your work or wherever is like dark all the time, he will lift that, he will bring light. Now he will energize you, he will bring peace in your house in your work place because you allow him. And he is light and he is peace. Amen? Amen. So the manifest presence of Jesus changes everything. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. When we actually take that prophetic step as well, um, it, it's not just a... Physical thing that we open the door and imagine he's walking in. Now it's got a spiritual part as well. Like he comes in, you invite him, he comes. So we need to know that. Then we always say, family first. So let us start. and and look after each other here. Let's start looking after our church as well, the family. To conclude, um, there's just a few things I want to to speak about and then we can have some food. Uh, Living word, Namibia, why are we here? Why did the Lord want us to be here and to build here a family in Namibia? Number one is he wants us to renew, to restore relationships with Jesus. That's why he wants us. He wants us to renew that because many of us are wounded and we we, we, we don't have that healthy thing anymore with God, relationship with God. Number two is we want to equip you to fulfill your calling. So that's one thing that's really big in our hearts. Like the Lord says in Matthew 28 that we have to go out and make disciples. But to make this, 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 this disciples, it means you need to equip them so that they can also have the skills to make other disciples. That's how we build the church. That's how we build this kingdom. Um, and also to be an externally focused church so we're not just going to try to do things to build our church to build everything here to make sure we are okay and please don't go to another church am going to be angry with you, no we're all one, we're a body. so we just want to come and to build you to equip you and also to be externally focused which means we equip mothers as well, we help them as well, it's not about us, it's about the kingdom of God. Okay, so can we go to the next slide? Just a a few things, um, what we need to make that happen. While you are all here, I'm just going to mention a few things. Um, Yay, vision. is Number one is we we need a home. This is uh, a temporary place, and we do have some restrictions over here, Um, but we want our own home where we can be able to equip you in the right way, because there's so much that the Lord has put in our hearts and our hands. We just now need a spot where we can um, share that with you guys. So we need a home. We have opportunities next year to, um, with our main church in South Africa to, to um, what do you say, to, to launch an online Bible school where you can get acc- accreditation. <laughs> okay, so it's a legal thing. It's not just a, a normal thing. It's, it's, re- it's really good. And also, we want to be a serving a community. So what does that mean? Do we just want to be served? No. No. We want to follow the example of Jesus. He was a servant leader, so we also want to be servants. So we want to equip everyone here as well to, to walk that same path, to be servants like Jesus. And where do we start to serve? In church. That's a good spot to start. Just a few things on that is... Um, That by being, by helping out here in church, you actually become a part of the family. And that's where you grow. And that's where you you learn that it's not, not about you, but whatever you do here on Sunday or wherever in the week, you are serving the kingdom, you are serving God. It's not a job, it's not something else to do, you are serving God's kingdom. By serving, you learn a a, a biblical stewardship and faithfulness. Because it's little things. It's one hour here, maybe one hour there. But you learn how to steward those little things that the Lord puts in your hand. And that's where he starts to equip you. And by serving, you get equipped for ministry. And it's not just in the church. It's also wherever you are in your workplace. And by, by, by serving also, you show your commitment to God's family and his kingdom. When you're part of a, um, a, 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 a family, it comes with responsibility. You can't just be here, okay? And only by, by serving and by being connected to community Will you be able to grow into maturity, into what God into what God has called you for? Amen. And then we are an externally f- focused church as well. So j- just for intersake sake, for the, the people that uh, wanted to know, in the first our first um uh, 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 outreach uh, uh, will be next year in May, the tenth to fifteenth of May in the Caprivi. So we took a cooler. Time to be there. Not it's not going to be too hot. Hope not. Um, and w- 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 what will we we begin to, to do there? So we we want to take hands with the the, the the people there. And number one is we want to go there and develop leaders. There's l- um, un- unfortunately there's lots of outreaches that has been been uh, done there but then the the, the the people there have been left on their own, so there there's not a lot of of long term opportunities where you can invest in those people as well, to build them as well and to to strengthen uh, them as well, because remember they are also part of god's kingdom, his family, the ecclesia um Next one, physical, practical needs. That's one thing that's really big on our hearts as well. Like when we went there a few months ago just to see how things are looking up there in the Caprivi area. One big thing is, is the people they need, they need a church as well. It will help again for them to build their, people and to connect with them and to uplift them. Um, the, 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 the people here, the, they, they wait for their 50 bucks at the end of the month or 60 bucks or, or whatever they get and with that income that they get, they buy cement and then the husband and the wife makes their own bricks and they build a church which looks like that most likely after a year or two. That's not right. So we want to see where we can help them as well. Financially as well, that'll be good. But also we go there, we invest time with them, and we help build their church, yeah. physical building as well. So there's, there's some of these things that, that we will love to help them with. And then the next one is support they're also the local pastors um well, one thing i've I've seen up there with many of the of the people like they literally have no income, no income, no nothing they live by faith every day and it it's it's good but it also makes it very hard for them to be able to do their work so how can we as a, ch- ch- a church as well help them with a, a salary or food or whatever to enable them to do up there the work of God. So we also want to support them because they are good people and they do hard work and we can learn so much from them. Um, Next one. Missions and evangelism. This is something big on my heart. I love that. So this is a picture of our church in South... South South Africa, we did a, an outreach in the a, a, a Transkei. But what we want to do in the, f- 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 the future is have a s- similar type, like a, a trailer, that we can equip with lights and speakers and a, a, a big screen, where um, that we can use for evangelism for people. Like that's that's been an amazing evangelism tool. That, that we used, and that's um, something that we would love to do as well here in Namibia. Um, hmm? Yes, uh, Marissa said I must talk a little bit more about this, so quickly go back. So, what we use this for is, uh, for instance, um, how, how we do ev- um, evangelism is, in the day, we go from a village into village we walk it's qu- quite interesting you lose a fair bit of weight there um, and you eat fat cook the whole time that's awesome for a week and from village to, uh, into village began, we go and we evangelize we talk to the people about jesus all the time and then we invite them to come in the evenings for a for a rally and in the evenings we show the people jesus film uh, which is amazing. It, yeah, a lot happened there. And afterwards, we call, yeah, we, it's in the language. We call the, um, the, the 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 people that's that needs um, healing or deliverance or whatever else, and we just pray for them for hours. We go nuts. We, yeah, pray for healing. We baptize them. Sometimes I think we once. That feet washing, I'll talk about that later for um, another time, for about 400 or so people one night. It's big fun times. But what it it, it did, it set so many people free from uh, negative religion stuff and set them free and become free in Jesus. It made such a difference. And that's one big thing. Thing on our heart, so that's that's why. As a church, we we, r- we really see the importance of God's church family. There's so much work to do. Amen. Amen. So, um, call to action. <laughs> so, if there's something that you f- you felt today that you want to uh, uh, um, to sow in, please come and, and talk with me, and we can share more. Ad- details so lastly now that you know what it is to be the church can't deny it can't ignore it now what are you going to do about it go and be the intentional church amen amen Um, let's pray before you fall over and die of hunger okay let's pray Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for this awesome Sunday. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, like it says in your word, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Is God, help our church body, Lord, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you have given us. Help us in all our interactions, Lord God, with, with each other, to have humble and gentle hearts. Lord, grant us the patience for one another, bearing one another in love, Lord. Grant the body of Christ unity, Lord Jesus, because that's why you came to earth, Lord God, to bring unity. Unity with you and the Father may we walk humbly with you god allowing you to to show us our wrongs father god you desire peace and unity and and encouragement for your body of believers help us lord to to pursue what makes for peace and for building one another up to pursue the things you will lead to peace and unity. Give us a discerning heart, Lord God, to know Your will, and to give us the, the courage, Lord God, to be obedient to Your will. Lord, we know that without You and Your Holy Spirit in dwelling, Lord, that each of us we cannot do any of these things. But with You and for Your glory grant us Lord God peace and unity and I I pray Lord that we will have a great rest of the day rest of the the Sunday Um, thank you Lord God for your family and thank you Lord God for good food and I pray Lord that whatever we eat today that it is blessed and that it does not make us fat we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your love. Amen. Amen. Amen.